The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Friday, October 2nd. 2015. Listeners, please welcome swinger and rising amateur adult star, Yanni. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's great to have you on. I'm certainly excited to get the chance to explore the life of a swinger with you. Yes, sir. Certainly. (laughs) Definitely. So let's jump into the interview. And typically, I like to get uh, physical stats out the way first. So what's your height and weight? I am 5'10", about 195. What's your ethnic Uh, background? African-American. What's your zodiac sign? Scorpio. And how old are you? 49. Let's get to know the man behind the swinger. Where are you originally from? The nation's capital, Washington, D.C. area. Awesome. And what was life like growing up for you, Yanni? What was uh, Yanni like as a child, as a teen? Uh, I was very, very active, always outside. Um, I loved all my friends and so forth. I always went uh, down to the uh, uh, mall area, some of the free areas uh, where they had sports and so forth. I always liked being around people. Awesome. And uh what were you like as you were coming of age, as you were heading into adulthood? Uh, very interested in um, <laughs> dating. <laughs> and um, I realized that uh, it's something that I, I enjoyed going to parties. I always liked the, the sports games and football games where a lot of people were. I found that I thrived when I was with a variety of people, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Let's talk about how you entered uh, the swinging lifestyle. How exactly did you get into the life? It was somewhat natural. I remember that a lot of the guys in sports in uh, school always got a lot of attention from uh, ladies that always seem to have the dates. I recognized the fact that I was a, um, a good swimmer. And so I decided after going to swimming pools that that's what I want to do, be a lifeguard. And with that came a whole lot of attention. The ladies, sometimes couples will pay attention to that 
guy in a lifeguard's chair. And I was pretty fit, and um, I never wore a shirt hardly ever because we weren't, we didn't wear shirts when we were lifeguards. And that's pretty much I discovered uh, that doing that, I got the intention that I, I, I desired. And with that came um, uh, little private parties, and sometimes you'd get an uh, older lady, what they call coolers now, or couples that would invite you to come visit. So I, that's how it kind of started, <laughs> being so, a young guy that was invited. <laughs> okay, so overall, how long have you been in the swinging lifestyle? Formerly, as it's called swinging lifestyle, since 2008. Um, prior to that, in the 80s, it was not called that so much, but it was, um, I guess they call them cougars now. They were ladies and couples that would always look for the athletic guys that were working at the recreation center or swimming pool mm -hmm. or on sports teams. So uh, I would say informally, back in the 80s, and then, of course, formerly as what they call Swinger Lifestyle since January 2008. So in the 80s, you were kind of taking part in something uh, that uh, nowadays would be called cuckolding. Yes, you can call that. People called a lot of things back then. I think that was a term that wasn't used very much, nor was the word cougar when it was an older lady. Um, but it was, that was like pre before internet and I remember there were we started to make our own uh, videos making uh, VHS's and I remember when we went from cassettes to uh, to DVDs and then you got to the point where you could develop your own films so that's where a lot of that started back in that time frame very interesting so can you share yeah. with us a bit about that first experience that you had in the lifestyle what was that experience like for you how exactly did it happen and can you take us into that first night when it actually happened it was somewhat like casual when you're there at the uh, sports center and you um you know, there's always someone there 24 hours when you have um water and so forth and a pool and so forth you'd have visitors come down and after your day at work sometimes you would go back in your quarters <clears throat> and of course you'd shower and if times that um, ladies or couples would come back and join us it was a private time and then it got to the big point where uh we go and we dress uh, dress together and um it seemed that uh, some of the ladies that were older did not have the opportunities to have uh, great sex, you know, with whoever they were with, or sometimes they were um, uh, single ladies. It turned out to be somewhat of an um, uh, orgy, I guess you would say, a lot of oral in the showers. And um, they would bathe us, and sometimes they'd watch, and they'd take a few little movies and so forth. The first time ended up being maybe... Oh, I guess maybe four of us guys and two ladies, uh, and then it was um, it was a complete pleasure. I didn't ever want it to end. Awesome, man! So you definitely wanted uh, <laughs> to experience more of that. I sure did. It became uh, somewhat of a natural thing. It's something I always look forward to, and we would a lot of times would remain there for twenty four hours. There was no need to go home. We would have uh, some people bring us food and drink. 
and we had our quarters there where we could uh, sleep. And we were always safe there from having to not have to travel to and from home in the big city. We were always there. We had our own keys and, and uh, our locks and so forth. And it was a safe place. It was, a, I think, very fun place. And we were very physical people. And uh, we made each other happy, I think. We didn't do much as far as what some people got into the drugs and alcohol or, or being out in the street. We had our fun in our locker rooms and our quarters. And it became... I guess people call thou lifestyle and the way I lived. <laughs> when I've interviewed porn performers in the past that have taken part or are a part of the swinging lifestyle or even just straight up swingers in the past, something that I like to ask is about the term swinger because I'm sure a lot of people that are tuning in right now, a lot of people that are listening are probably like, okay, you know, I've heard this term before. I think this is what it means, but maybe, you know, maybe they're not necessarily maybe they don't necessarily truly understand what the term swinger means. Can you describe a swinger in your opinion? Like, how would you define the term swinger? I being a single swinger, the term swinger originated, as I understand it, out of uh, couples that were um, two husbands and two wives, and they would swap, and then they would, as we say, play. We don't always say sex, but we, they, they play with each other um, physically, you know, have sex. As a because I'm a single man, uh, the way I look at swinger is someone that engages in consensual sex with multiple ladies, and there may be other gentlemen involved with it, somewhat called orgies or what I call uh, uh, group play. But it's something that we do as a recreation, and something that we do, I think, is a, a, like almost like going to a health club and working out. And so. Swinging to me is more or less the ability to enjoy someone sexually, uh, multiple partners, whether it be once or have multiple sexual partners during the week or even in one night, um, and having that type of rec- that's how I see it. It's like a recreational uh, thing of, of I think of having sex with consent uh, consenting adults. An expert, I'd have to say, uh, uh, ladies that I was always attracted to and. Uh, the type of lady I always liked is someone who would challenge me. So it's almost like I wanted to swing in their direction. Well, there you go. How <laughs> often would you say that you participate in the lifestyle? Three to four times a week. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, almost. It's, it's recreation. I, I think I have partners that I see, and it's, it's um, I think I stay healthy that way and stay happy that way. So it's, it's a recreational thing. So it's, it's, it's often, it's not all the time, but it's like a, like going to work out at the gym. It's something that when I'm done, I feel like I'm a healthier person. I have exerted myself. I have got my uh, adrenaline going. I've got my blood flow. I've hit my aerobic and cardio exercise. As someone who's been in the lifestyle for a bit of time and has had different experiences in the lifestyle, in your opinion, what do you feel are some of the benefits of the swinging lifestyle? I'd say friendship and having safe sex partners, people that you can um, 
that you can trust. And when you need that sexual or physical release, there's someone you can contact. And uh, some say no strings attached. I mean, sometimes there may be some strings attached, but it's um, we. A lot of us are just friends. We contact each other anytime there's a life event, whether it be a birth or a death or a graduation, a wedding, uh, as picnics and so forth. But we share our private moments uh, with each other. Um, um, how do I say? <laughs> it's, it's just having your fun. It's just enjoying, enjoying being yourself, enjoying uh, the fantasy of who you are and delivering the fantasy to someone else. I'm sure that there are some people tuning in right now that have never been to a swinger party or a swinger event. In, like, generalities, you know, generally speaking, what goes on, what goes down at a swinger party? Uh, the thing that makes a swinger party different from others is the uh, sex that you have. And... You have everything else you might have at a normal party. You may have the meeting, the food, the music, and sometimes the dancing, depending upon the setup. But when you leave there, you leave there sexually satisfied, or you have been able to pursue a sexual fantasy. So you'll have everything you have at a regular party, but the majority of the time, for what we call better swinger parties, is that you're on the beds a lot. Um, you're re you're receiving a blowjob. You're giving you're eating pussy. You're uh, like so one lady is taking on three guys, and say one guy is being uh, uh, basically dominated by a couple ladies. Um, you would be able to go in and watch, but of course, what we prefer to do is people that come in to watch if they just join in. And a lot of times, I say you know uh, one lady was kind of hesitant over multiple swinger parties and then one day she said hell hell yes this looks just this looks just too good i said baby just take your clothes off and jump in the middle let's just have some fun she loved it and of course we loved it um so uh i would say the swinger party is where you have a party like anything else but the reason you're there is for that sexual contact and for that sexual pleasure that you can give and get to others Throughout the experiences that you've had as a swinger, have you ever run into somebody at these events that you didn't expect would be there? You know, like, not necessarily a neighbor or someone, but like someone that you were like, wow, you know, I can't believe they're also in the lifestyle and it's someone that you've known for quite some time. Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Is it an uh, you know is it an interesting interaction or because both of you are in the lifestyle there's sort of an agreement like you know what goes down at the swinger party stays at the swinger party. Yeah, I, we're, when that happens, it, it's not often. It's, it's not not very often at all. It's just kind of rare. But it's like um, it's like a pleasure because then you have met someone that you know that shares the same pleasures that you have in the way that you do them when you're at a swing of parties. So I've actually moved closer to the few people I have met because we're able to uh, talk and converse and share our pleasures. And it's like finding out someone that, uh, uh, let's say, maybe you're a fan of a certain football team or you like a particular movie or um, other things that you may do when you you uh, have recreation. Now you find someone that shares the same pleasures that you have. So 
it does happen. It's, it, it is there, but I think uh, it makes us smile. We get we actually move actually closer to each other that way. Is it difficult to maintain a romantic type of relationship as someone that partakes in this lifestyle? As a single person, I would say yes. I have not gone into it as a couple. I've seen couples become stronger. If Since I decided to go in as a single, I have not pursued it, so I don't really have too much of an opinion on that. But I would... Uh, believe it would be more difficult because the fact that I am more or less in tune with uh, sex with others. Uh, maybe one day I would find someone who enjoys it with me. But then there's others that I know that uh, are not part of that. So I don't pursue that. But it would, to me, it would be, yes, it would be more difficult. Yes. As a man that entered the lifestyle as a single man, was difficult. How easy is it for single men to enter the swinging lifestyle? It is typically seen as couples, uh, you know, entering the lifestyle together. I was very, very difficult. Um, I remember doing a diary and studying it on the internet and trying to develop Yanni, create the character and become that character. And then the group Magnum BBCs, which I founded, um, which was based upon uh, single men and ladies who like multiple single men. And I would, it was very difficult. It took a lot of time, took a lot of money, a lot of plotting, trying to get into the places where you meet some of the best people or the more influential people. And um, someone getting yourself ready so that when I went out to become Yanni the first time or so, I had to have certain uh, conversations and actions and performances that would ensure that I would be I would be jettisoned towards the, the, the upper levels of the swinger lifestyle. Very very difficult. And as people got to know and trust me, that's I think what most people miss is developing a trust with people and also being able to uh, perform to their pleasure. You don't perform for your pleasure as a single. You have to adapt yourself to their pleasure. So I think it was like rolling the dice. I think it was like uh, I, sometimes people say, I think I tell them it's like um, one in a million chance and I feel like I, I hit the jackpot. And I feel very fortunate. I want to talk about some of the experiences that you've had as a swinger. What has been one of your hottest sexual experiences in the lifestyle? Being in the chakra room on the uh, cruise ship. <laughs> it's by far the most intense. Uh, the most, uh, I'd have to say, we... Oh, we were there from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m., 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., and then probably bits during the day. So your your contact was six, seven, or eight hours more a day for a full week from Saturday to Saturday to Sunday to Sunday, eight days, seven nights. That by far was the <laughs> it was by far the the, the the best experience. Wow, that sounds pretty spectacular and a whole lot of fun. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, there was times in which you sometimes rather sleep 
But you'd sometimes realize that after the cruise is over, the fantasy is somewhat over, and then the next week you're back as yourself is going to work and so forth. So you embellish it at the time, and you kind of find ways in which to be able to uh, still perform, still repeat, and still deliver. <laughs> Very intense. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Tell our listeners a bit about your group, Magnum BBCs. How did you form the group? Where did the idea for this group come from? And how long has the group been in existence? I was on Adult Friend Finder, uh, where I first started, in some other swinger sites. And I noticed there were some uh, groups out there. There was a fantasy with a lot of ladies over um, BBC or black men or interracial sex or the uh, uh, chocolate man type of uh, uh, fantasy. And so as so are groups of all different um, uh, races and backgrounds, but there were ladies who always had the fantasy of being with two to three men, being the center of attention. And I remember seeing these groups out there and saying to myself, I want, there's no reason why, we can't do this because I had a few buddies that we hung out with uh, and we would see the ladies sometimes together. I have a foursome, but some of the ladies said, I wish we'd have more. I would like to have more, more men. And so the, the thought came around and a few of us said, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do it. And we recognize the fact that we want to get and find the type of men that the women would prefer and the type of men who were able to sexually deliver and had stamina and had the uh, uh, bodies and had the uh, physical um, attraction that would attract ladies that they sought. And it seemed to be something that would be very difficult to do because of male egos clashing. But the way uh, we wanted to approach it, or I decided to approach it, it was like a, a sports athletic team, like a social fraternity. And so we found out that that uh, we had to get the the better guys and with the better guys you get the the better ladies and we wanted to uh, always do something that was in, in we wanted to excel just like when you uh, an athlete in sports you want to excel if you're a football player you want to get into the NFL and you want to win the Super Bowl and you love to be the MVP so when you form your team it's like I was a coach and going after that that thought in that theory, it was just a matter of just coming through like a fraternity. We call each other brothers. And as we were able to do that, we attracted more couples and more ladies. And then it grew into events and parties because we were able to, uh, to, to assemble the quality men. And then we were able to attract the quality ladies and the quality couples. And then it grew and it worked and something I'm proud of, but it's because of the, uh, I think, uh, like I say, uh, I feel like I'm the coach sometimes, even though sometimes I'm a team captain because I play in the field too. But it's almost like we always go out to win the Super Bowl. And when you have a team like that, it it's something that drives you. And so every year it's like, I look, not every year, your season there ends. Every time you go back into it, you always look like you want to, you try to win the Super Bowl. This is our team. This is our threat. And it, it, it blossomed and it worked. Let's talk a bit about the guys. How exactly do you find uh, 
the members of your team, the members of your group? How do you find quality individuals to be a part of uh, Magnum BBCs? It's by selection, and it's not so easy as one guy at a time. When I have a party, it's usually one new guy that comes, and I always have to be there. Um, a lot of it could be recommendation, uh, a lot of it because I go with another swinger party and I recognize talent, just like if I'm like a, a coach on a, a, a sports team. I may see somebody in the game, and I think he's a good guy to go. It's also a matter of how I approach him because I'm a straight gentleman, but I'm also a gentleman who's looking for the type of guy that most women would prefer. And then from that, I might say, hey, we have this group and, and we'd like you to come join us. These are some of the ladies that we see. And um, he gets to the point where he gets to know us. He gets to know me. He gets to know us as brothers. We care for each other. And then it's something that once they get part of it, they don't want to let go. And they tell more guys like themselves. They tell their buddies about it. And it grows that way. And so we go on from, well, it starts with two guys. And we must have, oh, in, the, in this area over the last year, maybe 80-some guys have performed as Magnum BBCs and nationwide we connect with other groups. Um, so that anytime we travel or someone comes here, there's always someone, what I call a network that um uh, you know, that, that we can get together and, and, and have good times. How do you know someone's going to be of quality? Are there specific characteristics? Uh, that's something that has to be seen. I've, I've seen some people who are, uh, when they get into the group or swinger setting, it's not something they can do. And then there's some that may not appear that they would in the they blossom in it even like myself i didn't know that i would have so much more uh how do i say uh, uh, uh i would pursue more because i have an audience i didn't know i loved the audience so much i found out that about myself then other guys find out that they not do so good in front of an, an audience or sometimes they don't do so well with uh, you know, a certain amount of uh, 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 guys that are there, they feel like they may be competing with, you know, when it comes to performance because everyone can see. So it's it's really just, uh, I guess, like a trial type of thing when they come into one of our parties. It usually starts with a gangbang. And if they do well in that, sometimes we'll bring them up to the big the big parties. So it's it's a matter of actually watching and seeing and then other guys that are part of a group and ladies that uh, and couples that we stick with they always say keep him he's a keeper and sometimes they say i don't think this is a scene for him so it's like a a, a concert of people's opinions and thoughts and then my final decision if the guy makes it into the into the group okay i think that's fair is there <laughs> A general consensus as far as age ranges is, is someone too old is someone well I guess obviously there is too young anything below 18 but uh, is there sort of like a general age range of uh, the guys in the group as far as younger age yes you can be 18 but um, it, it's usually better when you're at least legal age because sometimes you know there might be um, well, we don't really get an alcohol, but you, you don't want to have, have that mix um, when you have a party. And you may have 
alcohol, which is normal for an adult party. So generally it starts with those who are legally uh, able to, whatever the legal age for drinking is. Um, most of the ladies and couples that we see are going to be more or less in the mid-age area. I found that those who are younger are more interested in uh, you know, who they may, may be, who they might marry, starting a family, those type of things. Uh, however, a lot of the older ladies do like like the the younger men, and a lot, a lot of younger men do like the older ladies. So I'd have to say, as far as the uh, the, the, the lower ages, I'd have to say, yeah, really upper twenties, because maturity does come with with some age, and there's not a max age. I think there is a certain point in which, even though you might be an older person, your performance is that of a younger person. There are people who are able to perform sometimes better than someone half their age because of their physical ability. I've seen some young guys who, because of their lifestyle lifestyle habits, as far as eating and diet, they don't exercise, can't get through one session with a, with a lady. When an, uh, another person who may be much older can go all night long. So I wouldn't say a maximum age. There is a, that's it, defined by your physical ability. I say, I always say ability before age. So I wouldn't say there's a maximum, but as far as the, the minimum, I'd say at least drinking age. And I would say really upper 20s usually works best and, 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 and beyond there. You mentioned that you participate in the lifestyle basically three to four times a week. How often does your group participate? How often does your group uh, hold events and whatnot? Uh, privately, three to four times a week. <laughs> um, weekends, so we had one weekend, we had seven, seven events in three days. I think it was our, our record. We had what I call three crews um, that go out and there's always someone who's the one guy that, that the coordinator or the, the captain of the team. And uh, our most popular weekend is Valentine's weekend. Um, we become the, the gifts. <laughs> so, um, and then of course, you know, party weekends like uh, 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 July 4th, and then you have party weekends, oh, uh, party nights like uh, New Year's night were also, also very active. But average, I say about three to four a week. I don't set them all up, but it's, a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, ladies, couples who know a lot of guys and say, "Hey, you, you want to come over on Wednesday? Hey, we're going to be, uh, we're going to have some dinner at five o'clock, and then we'll go play. Let's say maybe, let's say six of us are going to go play, and they set up on their own. I just hear about it. But you know, as far as the group of those people, what they consider the Magnum BBC's gentlemen, I say about three to four a week is is average. Sometimes less, but that's about average throughout the year. What is something you wish you could have told yourself uh, or you wish someone would have told you before you started swinging? Uh, I would say that I need to try to um, spend more time getting to know people before I, I interacted with them. Um, I found that as I got to know some people a little bit closer, I didn't want to know them anymore. Um, um, I think I'm a good judge of character. However, I would think that uh, sometimes your brain, your brain's below your belt. 
and your brain's not up in your head where sometimes you need to start. And I, a few times, like anyone else, I've made some errors, but sometimes it's almost like your dick's in control. <laughs> so I think sometimes that, why don't you just hold off a little bit? It's going to be a lot better if you get a little bit more choicey because that's going to be more long-lasting. I don't like one-night stands. I think is what I may be trying to say. One-night stands means you don't get a chance to repeat. When you go beyond a one-night stand, the first time you meet and you, and you play, you have sex, is what I call uh, discovery. The second or more times is what I call moving towards perfection. I think I need to concentrate more on moving towards perfection. I wish someone had probably said, eh, don't go for the one-night stand. Go for something more long-lasting. I found it out, I say the hard way, but it's something I, I, I said, um, Sometimes your, your your brain is in your dick, like any other man. <laughs> and so, but now I'm settled and so forth, and and um, I'm using my head a little more. Actually, both of them. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you use them well. I at least one I would hope. I <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you haven't gotten any complaints. No. Um, no, it's just every once in a while, you know, it's like any other any man that there are times in which you, you I don't know what happens down there. Um, uh, but uh, I think most ladies understand that a lot of what they have to do with outperformance depends on them, too. But but no, I've, 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 it's been, it's really all good. I've, I really don't have hardly any regrets and no really, no really bad times, I would have to say. Well, that's a good you know, if there was something that started off bad, I would, I would abort and that's only very, very, very seldom. Earlier we spoke about one of your most memorable experiences in the lifestyle. Now I'd like for you to share with listeners what has been one of your most worst experience. What has been the worst experience in the lifestyle for you? Uh, not very many, um, but I know there uh, that. Uh, as a single male, I have choice and preference. And um, just like what they say with the ladies, no means no. What are saying they would need? No means no. There are a few ladies that I have de declined. And I, I believe I decline as a gentleman. However, some of them seem to get a little bit upset about it. And I've been... Uh, embarrassed before, and someone had cursed me out, and and uh, they were you know, upset that I chose somebody else. But, um, uh, and that's when it happened. What we call drama, or sometimes when we call people who are haters because you have your own choice of preference of it. So it's been it's been seldom. There've been some cases that I felt like I just I, I just wanted to leave or. Sometimes I feel like I can't go and play with each lady who might want to play with me. As a man, as a human, I have choice and preference. So if I, as a gentleman, I decline, it's been a sometimes a bad experience when a lady is not able to accept that as a lady. And then embarrass me in front of others. Well, damn. Well, there you go. <laughs> Ladies are getting possessive of Yanni. Uh, they do get possessive. Uh, they get yes, they, uh, hypnotized by the dick. They get 
<laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do get hypnotized by that. And uh, I think every lady wants, um, uh, they, they, they may watch and see that the way in which I fuck is the way they want to be fucked. And then at times I may not, may not choose them over this other lady over here. You know, but I have choice and preference, just like they do. Being a man doesn't mean yes means yes. Most of the times it does. Yes, with a man, yes usually means hell yes. With a woman, sometimes it's no usually means hell no. But it's the same thing. It doesn't really depend on, you know, follow lines of, of sex. Of the sexes, you know, male and female, I have the right to decline. If I decline as a gentleman, I would expect that the lady is able to take it like a lady. And if she declines me as a lady, I should be able to to accept that as a gentleman. Absolutely, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of people in the swinging lifestyle that uh, pretty much are just a part of the lifestyle, but there are a few who actually cross over into the adult entertainment industry. You are one of those individuals. You have done some work in front of the camera. So I'd like for you to share your story as to how you transitioned from being a swinger into someone who has actually done some amateur erotica. Uh, well, it was back when um, a girlfriend and I made our own video and um, back, be uh, back in the 80s. And she sold it. And I didn't know it, and it ended up on a uh, movie. And my friends told me because sometimes some of those movies are not sold in the store; they're sold sold on the corners or the, out of someone's trunk. And someone told me you're a porn star. So what are you talking about? And I said, oh, "You and her were on a video together." I look right at you. I said, "Oh my gosh!" You know, so I, I actually saw it. And I thought it was in the middle of the, the movie, and I kind of thought it was really pretty good because I was really quite animated waving at the camera and we were doing all kind of funny stuff and people said it was a, 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 they enjoyed watching well it, it that that was something that was not intended to be but then when you get into uh, swinging a lot of the uh, husbands or a lot of people they want to take some still pictures and sometimes they want to take uh, what they call you know the videos of their own because you don't have to take the stores anymore to develop them uh, you, you go right on the internet, and so it's not uncommon for us to be filmed in swing events, but it's only between us. It's, it's like the same thing. If we know where uh, a certain uh, event is being held, we know what the address is. We also have our own videos and pictures that we keep only between ourselves. So it just so happens that some of those leaked into uh other sites that were on the internet, like X Hamster or, or Uporn, and I sometimes had heard I was on there. Well, it seemed that that seemed to be suitable, that some people seemed to like it. And so at that point, I, 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 I didn't really cross over. It just so happened that it became more formalized. And I was more saying that, okay, well, I've already done it before, then why not continue? And so um, the crossover was more of a natural thing. It was just usually videos and, and, and still shots that got out. Most, all of them never had my face in it, uh, or, or, or you can tell who I was. But, but, but now it's pretty obvious because people want to know who Yanni is and who the Magna BBC brothers are. <laughs> so it seems that we crossed over because as uh, uh, more media gets to recognize the, um, 
the natural rea- reality shows, it seems that I and some of us had hit it in that way because we're a real life group and I'm a real life person. This is what I do. I'm not acting. It's not staged. And it seems to be growing in popularity because people want to see how it naturally happens. Sometimes they don't they don't want to really see act uh, let me let me rephrase it. I don't want to see something that is is people are doing sexually that they're told to do. I think they want to watch people doing things that they want to do and that they enjoy doing. And yeah, I think that transcends onto the uh, uh, videos and the cameras. So it's kind of a gradual crossover. So I, I don't really see much of a difference, to it, but now I'm getting to more, more mainstream. Absolutely. In total, how long would you say have you been doing work in front of the camera? Well, <laughs> I'd have to say since 2008 when uh, formal swinging started, um, but as far as anything that I know is, uh, you know, uh, out, you know, for um, what we call content exchange, I'd have to, I'd have to estimate uh, maybe three years. Um, about three years, yes. Let's talk about the name that you use, Yanni. How did you come up with your performer name? The first name I called myself as a kid. First name I ever gave myself. It wasn't like a nickname someone gave me. It's just that uh, uh, the J in Spanish is sometimes pronounced as a Y. Um, and I don't know, Johnny was a common name, and I just became Yanni. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you're, you you call yourself something. And so it people can call me Yanni anywhere, and it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a name. And so they won't say that. Oh, Mr. Big Dick, when they see me in Walmart or someplace like that, or, you know, Mr. Hung Lo or something, they, they can call me Yanni. They know me by that name. They can, they can say that. So it was a natural name I gave myself. I chose that name because it didn't have any connotation anything sexually. It's not my real name, but it's my nickname I give myself. I gave myself as a kid. That's the name I use now. Prior to your experience in front of the camera, and prior even to your entering into the swinging lifestyle, was porn at all something that you had considered doing? Was it something that you wanted to sort of check off on your list of things that you would like to experience one day? People call it a bucket list, yes. Uh, I think every <laughs> every young uh, male wants to do that. It was almost like, you know, like a fantasy. Oh, it'd be wonderful uh, uh, to be able to to do it. When you're you're coming of age, it's it's always a challenge to see that uh, would you get the girl, you know, and would you go all the way? Would you score, you know, uh, that type of thing? And sometimes you didn't. And however, if you were having to the porn star, you always scored. That's what you're supposed to do. And so it seemed like those guys were living a fantasy life, like they were. Uh, Actors or models, or some of it was done was actually uh, cartoons, like it wasn't really real. So sometimes you would imagine that. I remember as a kid, you know, when you coming of age, you have wet dreams. You know, you have sexual dreams. You wake up when you're a teenager, and oh my gosh, you know, I have come on myself. Uh, <laughs> so, and those are some of the things that you that you that you dream of. So, it's something that I I think I always want to do, and I always fantasize about. I never knew in my wildest dreams, it actually would come true in this way. 
it's like I said, it's like it's like it's like hitting the jackpot. I, I, I feel fortunate, in it, but I think a lot of my fortune is because I did have the uh, fortune, I think, of meeting some of the right people. Definitely, man. Yeah, that's very true, right there. <laughs> Well, now it's time for the big question, a question that I'm sure a lot of people might be curious to know, especially those that are also in the swinging lifestyle. Those maybe the ladies that are tuning in that might be curious to join the swinging lifestyle might be curious a bit more about you. How much are you packing? Uh, above average, I don't really go check and measure. Um, I sometimes call myself the comfort dick. Um I'm not someone who uh, a lady's going to say, oh my gosh, no, you know, but I'm not someone who would hurt and I get, I think I blow jobs more than anybody. I, I, I go just enough, you know, to fit and sometimes they try to put too much in my mouth and thick enough, but I, I'm above average and I think um, I'm very comfortable above average. I don't really know my <laughs> stats, but uh, I, yeah, I've measured and I've, I've gone anywhere from six to eight, eight and a half to seven and a half. It depends on how you measure it. You know, so I would say above average, but I'm not a, what I call a big dick dude like some other people uh, because I can go balls deep. And I go, I I think that's an advantage of mine. You know, you you, you want to be able to fit most pussies and fit most mouths. So I'm not going to be someone who's going to be a strain, but I think that with, I can spend oh, uh, most of the night with someone. Because of the fact I'm able to, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> and I think I would be above average. And I think I would say probably just about right for a lot of people. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the very first time? Uh, 16. <laughs> I remember that night that we were, uh, it's a drive in movie theater that, um, was uh, you know not far from where we lived and there was a place you could go up by the fence and we'd sneak up in there and it was adult uh, drive-in i don't think they have any more of those anymore anyway i don't think they have drive-ins anymore and of course we had driver's licenses at 16 we were able to go out and i remember that someone knew if you go up on this hill and you go over here by this fence and so forth you walk up here you can watch a movie so that's we did that was 16 at the time the scene work that you've done in the industry, are you the type of person that uh, checks out his scenes after they're released, or are you the type of person that tries to avoid seeing uh, himself on camera? I watch them, but to me, I, I, I get, uh, I feel it hilarious to me. I, I, I get to the point where I just laugh so much um, that I can't, I can't sit there and watch the whole thing. I, I don't know. I just, just, just that's my reaction to myself. I heard some people who've seen that, uh, uh, but I. It's not that I turn away. I don't uh, pursue it. But um, it gets to the point where I, I get so. <laughs> it's hard to explain. I, I. It's humorous to me, and so I won't sit and watch the whole thing. Well, other people might. Uh, but I don't pursue it, but if something comes on, I'll stand there and I'll look and say, oh my gosh, look at me. You know, that type of a thing. It's like watching yourself, uh, I guess, when you're in a little funny video or something like that. But to me, it's hilarious just to watch myself. So I don't really don't do it because it's like, you. It's I don't know I have to say. Uh, it's not something I can sit all the way through. 
it's something I feel is so funny, and I, I, I have not that I have difficulty watching myself. I just that I, I think it's funny. I want to go back in time with you. How and when did you lose your virginity? Fifteen years old. Um, two twins were on a beach, and there was a little grassy area, and um, and we, you know, went back there. And uh, you know, you're on a beach, you know, you you see a lot when you're in swimsuits. And so um, I went back there and explored like you you would do when you're that age. They were like 17, 18, and I was like 15. And um, <laughs> they were identical, like identical twins. And uh, it's something that I always always remember. I had a great time with them, and I know no one else could watch us, and I, I loved it. I want to slightly switch up the tone of the interview just a little bit and talk about, you know, at least touch on one of the serious issues uh, that you might experience in the swinging lifestyle as well as being someone that's worked in front of the camera as a porn performer. Have you ever experienced any racism or discrimination directed at you? Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes. Would you care to go into it a little uh, bit? Yes, as a as a black male, um, there is a um, I don't know people say uh, mandingo or uh, a lot of other things where um, uh, or black bull. You know, some people don't like the word black bull. To me, a, a bull is something that sometimes you use as a, a mascot for a sports team, but it's like you're a um, like you're a mach- not not an animal, but a machine. Uh, if you're uh, a chocolate man or a black man, that this is one of the things that you do best, and that's not always true. You know, there, there's some things I think that uh, you know, I and some people I, I, I were like me or, or look like me are more or less predisposed to uh, physical athletics, and it's thought to be that way. Uh, like. They may think that black men all can play basketball, uh, that type of a thing, or, or always better in some other sports and whatever. There are some things that could be a little bit different between um, some races. We are made a little bit differently, but it does not mean that I will conform to everything a stereotype of a black man when it comes to uh, sex. And sometimes it's thought that because you are black, Therefore, you can do this, or you will do this, or you're used to this. No, it's not true. You know, there's some cultural things that may be different between people. You know, I was, um, I came in a mixed culture. Um, but it's like an assumption because of your color. These are some of the things that you do better than somebody else. And sometimes I think that was insult. And sometimes I think it was racist. Uh, I sometimes were, uh, I, I like to be an individual. I like to be recognized for what they see and who I am and, and the type of reputation I earn, not from what I look like, and therefore I must be able to do this because I look like this. You know, or have, I have this skin color or because I have this build. Um, I'm not real good at basketball. I'm good in non-ball sports like um, track or uh, I was very good in um, um, uh, trampoline and flips and dives and 
uh, uh, that type of a thing. You know, more or less the track and fields. But I'm also very good in swimming. People can don't believe. Oh, black men can swim. Yeah, I'm very good in swimming. You know, but there's some stereotypes that go along with that sexually that I must be hung down to my knees and I'm a maningo and I go on all night and I'm like a black bull. And I said, no, that's the truth. You know, I'm an individual man like, like every like everybody else. Don't assume that. You know, judge me in by what you see and what I can do. Let me show you first before you assume things about me. Do you ever feel like you are fetishized because of your skin tone? Yes. And surely I do, yes. This so what people say is uh, sometimes very sexy is the skin contrast. But then again, it's also very sexy when you have same skin, same skin. I mean, same skin color because you seem to blend into one where you're all, let's say you're all the same complexion. But it's also what sometimes people feel is sexy how sometimes they say opposites attract. And the skin contrast can also be very, 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 very sexy. So there are a lot of people that would prefer the um, a darker skin tone. Just like some ladies would prefer a gentleman if he's six foot tall. Or they prefer a gentleman because he's muscular or he has the six-pack abs. Or maybe he, she loves a man with a goatee, or she likes a bald head. But when it comes down to color skin, yes, yeah, there are some people who prefer that. And some people say they like me because of my skin tone. I'm not light and I'm not real dark. I'm in between. And they like that. Some of the people say, I'm just right for them. When you choose someone to have sex with, you choose physical characteristics a lot of times in the lifestyle. You don't choose to be with someone for the rest of your life. You choose to be with someone for the night or for a few nights or for some uh, uh, sexual contact. So you're going to choose somebody by different physical characteristics. And sometimes they will choose that by what they see in your color. Have you ever felt uncomfortable in a swinging experience because of uh, the consistent reference to race and uh, you know your race and skin tone uh yes i have uh, there are times i feel i won't approach or get close because of a certain vibe i feel um and then there's sometimes a type of thing where this the stereotype that um, uh, if I get to her, she'll never go back to him. <laughs> or some of them say, once you go black, you never go back. Well, uh, all kind of things you that you hear. Those those are more racist, but as some people may take it, they will assume some things. But um, but but yes, there are some cases in where I feel that. Um, uh, I have not been welcomed because of my skin color. And I think I can feel that because I've felt that all my life in in some places. I think it's it's something that I've grown up in the United States as a black man. It's something that I, I sometimes have a, so I guess, sixth sense about. I appreciate the honesty and the candor in your answers. And uh, let's move away from the serious questions. Let's chat a little bit more about you, uh, in your opinion, mm -hmm. what part of your body is the sexiest and why? My um, upper must, uh, shoulder chest chest area. 
um, uh, I think that's the sexiest part about me. I'm, I consider myself very well built there. I'm told I'm very well built there. On the flip side, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why? Love handles. When I was young and thin, I had love handles. Um, I've always had them. I sometimes it's just, I think that everybody looks at their bodies and says, I like to take some dimensions off of this part and put it in that part. Uh, uh, my love handles. I think they'll always be there no matter what I do. And I prefer not to have them, but it's just part of me. I wouldn't change them. That's how I, that's how I am. That, that is, that, that, that's what I look like. And on the complete flip side, in your opinion, what part of the female body is the sexiest and why? I'd say the, the to me, the abs. Um, I like missionary. And I like to feel her chest, her, her stomach against, against mine. I feel like I'm more one with her. I feel like I'm melting into her. I see a lady with, with, with fit abs. It's, is that, that to me is, 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 is what I, I love that. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about yourself. <laughs> quirky. Um, I never want to wear a shirt. I don't know if that's really quirky, but um, why would I create laundry on a hot day? <laughs> I just, why wear a shirt? I, I wouldn't. Of course, I can't go in a store and so forth like that. I may pump gas like that, cut the grass, I do uh, jog and so forth. But when it's warm out there, I, 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 everyone seems to wear a shirt. I don't. I, why would I create laundry on a hot day? All I do is get it sweaty, and then I have to put it in the uh, washer. So I, I, I don't wear a shirt very often, if I don't, unless it's, you know, when it's warm. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Uh, able. Fit. Uh, amiable. Friendly. Kind. Um, fraternal. Brother, son, father, um, friend, I don't know if that's 10, <laughs> um, uh, 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 what's the other word you say, uh, 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 amigo, whatever words that may be used in other languages to make, to say friend. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. What are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh, I like Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> um, oh, a variety, I'd have to say. Um, uh, I watch the... Uh, Oh, I forgot what it's called. The um, not uh, it's a it's a competition where you have gentlemen and ladies compete in uh, all these physical feats. Um, Ninja, 
I like watching that. It's on. on okay, now. yeah, American Ninja Warrior. American Ninja. Yeah, I, I think that's that's just that's fantastic. Um, of course, I like um, uh, what is it? Uh, the Voice. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. Um, uh, uh, Jersey Jersey Shores. Uh, I like that, and not um, all I can really think of now. I like the reality type shows. Who are four of your most favorite music artists? Dinah Ross, Mariah Carey, uh, Marvin Gaye, Whitney Houston. What are three of your most favorite films? Jaws, Night of the Living Dead, um, New Jack City. What are two foods you can't live without? Crabs <laughs> and um, hot fudge sundaes. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a guilty pleasure but um, lifestyle I think I I uh, I mean, it's not guilty but I sometimes I feel like I need to um, uh, how do I say uh, savor it more slow down a little bit uh, I don't know if it's really guilt but I, I think I enjoyed so much that I, I want to do it more often and, and sometimes I feel like I've, it's it's something that I have to sometimes step back and take a look and watch and enjoy it. Like, how do you say, um, um, wake up, and that's wake up and smell a cough. I don't, I don't remember the term for it. I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say, but it's, it's like... Um, you need to like, stop and smell the roses... Yeah, stop and smell the roses. Yeah, after you, you, that's what I was trying to think. Yes, yes, stop and smell the roses. Yes, you, you got it. That's right. Awesome, man. Well, I'm happy. I don't to know if it's help. guilty, but it's not. I don't know if it's really guilty. I can't really say anything is really guilty. It's it's yeah. Stop and smell the roses. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you enjoy a drive by taking the slow two lane road instead of the highway. But that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> What's next for Yanni? What can uh, the listeners anticipate from you in the near future? Uh, more of a um, refinement of um, group pleasures for ladies. Uh, um, development more of the of group. We're, we're a group of... Um, uh, what I call performers, or, or, or we're straight men. I want. I think they would see more diversifying of us, not just chocolate men, but men of all races and all types. Because ladies are going to prefer, have choice and preference. They all like different types of men. And just like us as men, I think we like to experience different women so i think you'll see from 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 me and and from our group 
a lot more diverse seeing our guys who are our performers. How can the listeners uh, keep in touch with you? How can they reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, social networking, your official website, all of the goodies? MagnumBBCs.com, which we came out with twice and we're going out a third time with it, is under construction. Um, also, um, Twitter seems to be pretty active with us. Um, Yahoo Groups. Um, Swing Lifestyle, SDC.com, Cassidy, uh, the Friend Finder, the major swing sites. I hope I'm not leaving anyone else anything out there. You must have maybe eight of them that were out there. Um, but MagnumBBCs.com seems to be the central point right now I'm concentrating on. So you can go to one place, you can bounce off to other places from there and see different, different sites there. For some quick interaction, I'd say maybe Twitter. Okay, sounds good. And what's the Twitter handle? Magnum BBCs. And that's for the group, and Yanni is Yanni, Y-E-O-N-Y, is my individual Magnum BBCs, the group. And you'll also find it on Facebook as well. Perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to the people tuning in right now, the listeners, the supporters? Enjoy the fantasy of who you are. Don't let people inhibit you. Sometimes people will inhibit you because they do not allow themselves to enjoy the fantasy of who they are. And sometimes they could judge you otherwise. Don't be inhibited. Enjoy your life. Respect people. And enjoy the fantasy, as I always say, enjoy the fantasy of who you are. And as you get older, there's no midlife crisis. There's what I call midlife discovery. At any time in your life, you can find out something new about yourself, just like I have. And then I've realized that there's a lot a part of me that I really enjoy, and I'm still developing me. I probably always will, even if I'm past 100 years old. There's a certain fantasy of being who I am. And there are a lot of people who get depressed and they want to be like somebody else. Don't try to be like someone else. Enjoy the fans who you are. Develop yourself. See what your strengths are and enjoy them. Enjoy your life. Well, I certainly want to thank you for the interview, Yanni. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, sort of uh, shining a light and uh, you know giving the listeners a bit of a taste as to what it is to be a swinger and uh, what experiences you've had in the lifestyle. Yes, sir. It's it's a hell of a lot of fun, and um, <laughs> it's something I think that has. Uh, I think we're very healthy, healthy people. I we we um, we're very uh, uh, how do you say physical, very aerobic type, uh, good cardio, um, uh, 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 excellent health when you go to get your physical. Uh, also safe. We. Uh, practice safe sex, um, uh, test it often, but not test just STDs. Get your cholesterol checked. Get your blood pressure checked. You know, uh, you get certain age, get a colonoscopy. Take care of yourself. You know, um, uh, um, pursue health. And I think that uh, people in a swing lifestyle are some of the healthiest, friendliest people I have ever met. 
Because I think they're well-balanced because they get to enjoy themselves mentally, spiritually, and physically. I like the sound of that, man. Very awesome. <laughs> well, certainly, you know, whenever you want to come back and update us on what you're doing, or if you want to have some more of the Magnum BBCs on uh, the station, the door is open for more. Yes, sir. I think that there's some others that uh, would like to share this experience with them. I think in some people's cases, they have been able to enjoy a more quality life. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Fantastic. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Yanni and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Enjoy being who you are. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.